The Parking Podcast is brought to you by the International Parking and Mobility Institute, the world's largest association for professionals in parking, mobility, and transportation. Pay attention here. Registration is now open for IPMI's Virtual Mobility and Innovation Summit to be held February 24th and 25th. You can get all the details and register at parking-mobility.org forward slash M-I-S. Hello and welcome to The Parking Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the $100 billion parking industry and the people that make it go. I'm your host, Isaiah Mao, and this is The Parking Podcast. Views and opinions are my own. Welcome back to another episode of The Parking Podcast. Joining us on the podcast today is Jim Gibbs, co-founder and CEO of Meter Feeder. How are you doing today, Jim? I'm doing quite all right. Glad to be here. I'm glad you, you joined. In fact, I, I heard from a mutual friend of ours recently that you are a rocket scientist or studied to be a rocket scientist. So I always hear parking isn't rocket science, but maybe you can, you can put a verdict on that if parking is rocket science or not. That's, that's funny. So it wasn't exactly uh, rocket science. I was getting into high energy physics. So uh, that was, that was going to be my path. But then I uh, you know, got really deep in software development. So yeah, just getting my, my background in uh, machine learning, artificial intelligence, and things along those lines. And uh, it's surprisingly more difficult than you would think, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's, you know, you, you, you do things like uh, kidney dialysis machines and train safety software. And then next thing you know, like parking is just not stopping your car, right? Yeah, uh, that's well, well said. And uh, I, I had a basketball coach in high school. He said, I can't remember, we were losing or not playing well or not beating a press. And, and he yelled, it's not rock science. And we always got a kick out of that. Like, so we just started making jokes about not everything is rock science instead of rocket science. But uh, <laughs> so I always hey, take away what I hear that. I was hey. about to say, geologists Geolog- make a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, that's so true. So you talked about the, you, you kind of switched past to software development. So I'm assuming that's where uh, meter feeder came out. I've actually heard the story about the competition, but maybe you could uh, tell that origin story to our listeners about how meter feeder came about, how you landed in the wonderful world of parking. Sure. So um, actually my, my co-founder, Dan and I, we've been, we've been working together for about good grief, about 21 years now. Right. So, wow. Yeah. Our relationship is old enough to drink. Um, (laughs) so yeah, we, we've been working on virtually everything together since, you know, 99, 2000. And, um, one of the things that we were building was a platform that handles about 30% of all the mobile retail sales in the U S and we just realized that there was just money flying everywhere. And, you know, we're just software developers making a software developer wage, right? So we were like, we have to have an idea. We have to come up with an idea. So one of our friends that we were having lunch with, uh, went to go chip in for, for some lunch. And at the end of lunch, pulled out a fistful of parking tickets and said, if you guys made an app to pay for parking, I would use it every day. Right. <laughs> um, so that was the idea, right? We didn't do anything with it. And then suddenly we saw that there was a hackathon going on. 300 people entered. We ended up winning. They gave us $10,000. We looked at each other, you know, naive gentlemen that we were. And we were like, 10,000 bucks. I could buy us Man. a domain name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could look like a real company for a little bit, right? So um, Ramen noodles and, uh, and yeah, you, yeah. Could, you could stretch that a while. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So long story short, we ended up sitting down and making a more concrete product 
And um, yeah, then essentially just start going door to door and see if anyone was foolhardy to let us uh, process their parking payments. That's a great story. You may be one of the few, if not only, parking companies to have started from winning a, a hackathon competition. So what year was that? Yeah, yeah. So that was, the hackathon was in 2014. And we found out that we won in 2015. And, and what about the name? Because it's such a clever name. So who came up with that? You or your partner or someone else? Well, I mean, we were just literally just having a conversation. And, uh, you know, a uh, uh, nod to Paul Graham of uh, YC fame. He was like, if you don't own the domain name, you don't really own the, com- the company name or the dot com, right? Yeah. So um, he ended up saying, like, we were just having a conversation. He was like, Oh, so you just feed the meter. And I was like, yeah, we're meter feeders. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Let me write that down on the napkin. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, you know, we, we took the money that we had that we won from the, uh, the hackathon and put that towards domain name. And that's how we were meterfeeder.com. Oh, that's awesome. So I know you, you, you have the mobile, the mobile payment app, um, but I think you, now you're, you've expanded. You have a couple of solutions. So what are some of the other core products of meter feeder? Sure. So it's funny because the, the first thing that we did was uh, there was a small municipality called Dormont that uh, we, we were able to get our parking payments into. And then, um, you know, we started going around town and some folks started asking like, how do we do digital enforcement? Because they were still writing handwritten tickets. So we did digital enforcement. Like it was one of those no brainer sort of things that, you know, just to help the, the local community be able to afford these, uh, to be able to do uh, digital enforcement. So that was like the first thing that we did. But then we started, you know, we always listening to our customer. And one of our customers was saying, you know, your app is so easy to use, you know, no user IDs or anything like that. Sometimes I just forget to pay. So, of course, my co-founder and I are sitting around brainstorming and we were like, well, what if we automatically pay for parking when you turn your car off, right? And uh, yeah, we did some research and uh, that ended up becoming um, essentially our fleet management solution that we, we have now where it enables vehicles to automatically pay for parking. That is so cool. So you, I don't even know how that works. So the customer, instead of, they can opt in, I'm assuming, to automatically charge if they're at a meter, they shut the car off and it automatically starts the parking session? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, the uh, fleets, they, they already have the uh, fleet management solution. And we just work with, um, you know, we've already built the integrations to those fleet management solutions. And yeah, as soon as they send us the information saying where they are and uh, what time it is and all that other good stuff, then we uh, start the parking session. So this is cool. So this is, you know, what we've been looking for. It's a, more or less a curb usage pricing tool. I think this is something I think every city or university on the call listening should be interested in. I think, especially when you're going business to business, when you're looking at the delivery, the fleet, like you said, the fleet control product, mm-hmm. thinking about FedEx or Uber or or what our local pizza delivery shop, you know, hey, you paid $10,000 in parking tickets last year. Uh, we have a feature we'll charge you only for the time you park. I think that's, you could probably do that too, right? When they leave, it stops the, stops the is, charge. So instead of having them pay for one hour, which is the minimum the meter, old school meter will take, you can actually charge them for 
13 minutes for their delivery. Is that, is that true as well? Yeah, that is, that is absolutely how it works. You know, when you want to pay for parking, turn your car off. <laughs> when you want to stop paying for parking, turn your car on. It's yeah, pretty straightforward. That's really cool. So is this actually, I know you have the product, but have you, have you tested this pilot? Do you have a vendors using this? Yeah, actually, it was funny because when, uh, when we first deployed it, you know, we have fleet management hardware in locally in our office, right? So one of the things that we did was we sent out some of these fleet tools to our investors and we we're like, here, install this. Let us know if you get any parking tickets, right? <laughs> so um, yeah, there were two that ended up getting parking tickets. So we fixed those bugs real quick. And that's what enabled us to start rolling out to uh, the fleets that we're in right now. But yeah, even that turned into a conversation about, you know, if there is not so much a meter overtime parking ticket, but say they parked too close to a stop sign or they parked near a fire hydrant or something like that, how do you get the parking tickets paid? And we have the ability to automate that whole process as well. Okay. So, uh, so you're saying even like you've solved the problems now where meters that automatically charges, but the delivery guy's in a hurry. He parks in a crosswalk. He gets caught and ticketed. You can almost have that before they get back to the shop. They, their manager's alerted or it's on their bill almost. Kind of like yeah. what I think of as, I don't know, I, I wish parking tickets would work like toll tickets where you know, one time I went in the wrong lane and I was like, whoops. And when I check out my vehicle the next day, there's a, there's a $20 violation or all my toll charges are on the receipt. Yep. Uh, if we could do that in parking tickets, you're saying you more or less could do that. That is what we do. That's so cool, man. Um, now, and I know you have that background. I can't even pronounce what you were originally studying. So <laughs> break this down for like, like, uh, like I'm a sixth grader and kind of sure. take it through. So like, what is maybe is a manager have like a dashboard? What's it look like as far as is your equipment for the drivers? What's it look like for the enforcement crew? I guess it just shows like a paid mobile payment on their apps. There's, you know, I don't know. I'm just sure. kind of break it down because I think this is really cool. And I think if people understood exactly what this is doing, I can't see why every city would not be wanting to implement something like this. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, from the fleet perspective, remember, we're software guys, right? So. Um, the fleets generally already have this hardware in their vehicles. So we use something that's called OAuth so that they can just essentially use the uh, meter feeder platform to just, you know, not have to do any data entry, right? Like we're monitoring their fleet management solution in order to make sure that all of their vehicles are current and up to date on their, in their account. Right. Yep. Yep. And if they, if they set their vehicles to be auto paid, right? I mean, in a, and this is for pay by plate, right? If, if they're set to auto pay, whenever they're in a zone, then you know, we know that they wanna pay in that zone. So that's, that's literally what it is on the fleet side. As far as the, the city side of it, essentially, I mean, we, we try to make it as easy as possible, right? So if there's any sort of reporting tools that we, we need to be talking to or, Enforcement, we're able to, to do that as well. Um, we already have integrations with some of the biggest vendors out there. And I mean, of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't plug our enforcement tools. <laughs> uh, so yeah, long story short, 
yeah, at the end of the day, if you wanted us to get started in your city, essentially you would just have to say, yes, we wouldn't mind accepting checks for meter feeder. The fleet would have their own kind of vehicle tracking software system. You guys kind of integrate with that or you have your yeah. own thing? I see. Yeah, no, they, they have their own uh, hardware already in their vehicles. And I'm sure there's specific, you know, there's too popular, you know, there's, it's not like there's a thousand of them. So I'm assuming right. you've integrated with some of the bigger ones. So. Exactly. Exactly. And then what about just a question, if a city, maybe if a fleet didn't want, if the city allowed it, you know, maybe they didn't have to pay every transaction. Could they maybe at the end of the month, get an invoice? Is that something that people yeah. have talked to you about? I mean, everything is like, they, they have a real time report on their dashboard. So whatever they, they want to do, whether it be auto pay or if they're like, you know, they just want to see where their vehicles are parking, right? Yeah, that's literally what the, what the dashboard is for. That's really cool. And if you take it to ride sharing, that's something you pass on to the customer. Eventually, if you think about airports, you know, airports charge ride share companies when they use their parking facilities because they can control the environment, but it's passed on to the customer if you Obviously, we haven't flown in a while, but if you remember, it has a, a charge and then taxes and then there's these other charges for the airport pickup or, or, or tolls or, or whatever are added to your invoice. Uh, cities have never been able to do this because they, they don't have a solution to kind of control the environment. But if, if they were all on a system like what you guys would offer that would allow cities to charge for using the curb, you can even charge loading zones i'm assuming right so if you could set your system instead of a meter maybe a geographic area of a loading zone if the fleet car pulls into a smart loading zone it automatically charges correct if, if that's something yeah. the city wanted to do in the future is that something you looked at yeah sure i mean one of the things that we're, we're doing is we're also working with some computer vision uh companies so essentially they'd be able to say you know it would be two points of contact, I guess is the best way to put it, right? So if we're saying, hey, this truck looks like it's in this loading zone, we might have another camera with, you know, someone who does computer vision, right? Saying, yes, this truck is in the loading zone. And then we'd be able to, to, to take it from that perspective. Yeah. So technology is starting to get so much better, right? I mean, uh, GPS is getting more accurate cameras are getting cheaper. So yeah, like the problems that are coming that these cities are starting to face is, you know, what was difficult or expensive two years ago is, is significantly less expensive now. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And I think that's the future, the cameras and yeah, your solution's a perfect marriage because it even more important than, or even I think more impressive than a fleet parks at a meter shuts his car off, delivers a package in three minutes, starts his car and leaves, your system automatically charges him for three minutes of parking. But I think even more impressive is, okay, then he parks at a fire hydrant. It tells he's in front of a fire hydrant. He's either auto-enforced through a camera or the ticket writer issues a ticket and it's added to the fleet manager's account then and there because that's always a problem is when you're trying to get rental car companies and fleets to pay, I remember Enterprise, I would have like 17 addresses for, for 
enterprise because there's the local enterprise, there's the regional, there's the, yep. I, I would eventually find out there's a certain company in Oklahoma that pays the parking <laughs> tickets and you have to get it all to them. So you're, you're right. getting rid of all that hassle from lookups to letters to processing to first, second, third notices, boot threats. And we've talked about this on every episode, I think, but the New York City, I can't remember the number. I always get it wrong. So uh, forgive me, but in New York City alone, like the FedEx and uh, UPS, you know, spent like $20 million a year in parking tickets. And they, that's like a negotiated, it's like a line item for them. They don't care. I mean, they care, but it's, they, it's a necessary evil to them. But what if we had a solution to say, you don't have to pay that. You could pay that, pay for what you actually park. Um, yeah, man. Cause it just, the list goes on and on. Cause you start, stop getting them double parked and then you'll help the traffic, the, the congestion, the, the, mm -hmm. uh, all that. So, so many benefits outside of just the monetary. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well done. And, well done. and the funny thing is, uh, you know, when I spoke to the NYC DOT, they even said, you know, they're looking for uh, a culture of compliance, right? Well, it sounds like super big brotherish. <laughs> uh, I like it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, that's, being able to say we are literally helping the city and we're helping the fleet, right? Both sides are happy at the end of the day. It, it's not a relationship that everyone can say, you know, like who's really happy for, to, to pay for parking, right? <laughs> when all of a sudden you're, oh, I'm saving, you know, tens of millions of dollars. Exactly. That turns into a thing. When the alternative is a $50 ticket or 50 cents. Yeah. It's makes it a pleasant experience. And yeah, I had a boss always says it too. The, the, the best enforcement is not needing to enforce, meaning if, if you have a solution that it's 100% compliance, then you, you don't need enforcement. We don't want to write parking tickets, but we want that culture of compliance. I like that culture of compliance. So was that idea, just all this, was that from a customer? Or is that just something you guys came up with well, having coffee one morning? Yeah, I mean, we're that's generally how we do things. You know, that, the part of the process is to just reach out to folks and say, you know, I just want to talk about your operation. Right. And, um, you know, it, it is kind of funny because I'll randomly call someone in like Portland, Maine <laughs> and say, Hey, you know, um, uh, how are you doing with this whole COVID thing? And we'll just swap notes. So I'm like, Hey, I realized that people in California were doing this. Would that help? and really get to the, the core of their pain points. And then that's generally how we sit down and, and think about what we should build. Yeah, I love that. I know a lot of developers don't like what they, what, what they call feature creep, but from what I've heard from you, you actually encourage that. You want the cool features to help build your product and take it to the next level. So that's really, really cool. All right, I know you've worked with a lot of cities. Is this just a municipal product or do you work with private development or hotels or universities as well? Yeah. I mean, we, we definitely do work with parking operators. It, it's actually kind of funny because the first parking operator that we worked with, they were nervous about autonomous vehicles. And, you know, we were just like, well, you know, we're based in Pittsburgh. There's autonomous vehicles everywhere, right? Yeah. So this is, this is literally where our brains are when we're building a lot of our technology. So we were just like, hey, tell you what, we'll be your Sherpa. To, to walk it into this world so that you, it can essentially future-proof your, your, um, your business, right? 
so that we can continue to, to have a parking industry, even though, you know, there's no more drivers. And uh, they signed the contract. And uh, I think it was two weeks later, they started seeing an ROI. <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah, it, they were, uh, they're, they're great customers. And um, yeah, I, I think that uh, being able to, to have that check mark on our, whenever we talk to other parking operators, yeah. is just a, a huge vote of confidence. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, and finally, so how can listeners learn more about Meter Feeder? Remember, if you don't own the, the domain, the .com, <laughs> you don't own the company. You can find us at www.meterfeeder.com. Um, uh, I love it. I'll put, I'll, I'll put that in the, the show notes as well, the, the website. So when you're not coming up with creative curb management solutions, what do you like to do for fun? That's funny because when you said, what do you like to do? I'm like, uh, nag people on LinkedIn in order to find out more information about what we should be building next. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I, I got five boys and um, we sit around. Five and, boys. Yes, yes. Absolutely. And I think, unless it's just a COVID, but that you homeschool it or harm, are homeschooling this yeah. year? Yeah, we are homeschooling. So, uh, oh my yeah, goodness, it's, it's a whole bunch of actually we're, we're taking an engineering course right now. So I'm sitting down and teaching my kids about how to, you know, properly brainstorm and how to do some research and how to prototype and, and things like that. Dude, so, I love that. I was like, <laughs> I, I try to get my kids on code.org. I think it's called, but okay. it's like, why aren't we doing that in every school? It, it yep. drives me crazy. So that's so cool. You're, you're giving that to them in, in that environment. Yeah. So th th what we were doing was um, like, this is, this is me in the early eighties, right? Cause I, I wanted to be a video game programmer, but no one knew how to program. Right. So as soon as all I needed was one kid to be like, well, I want to make a video game. I'm like, yeah, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> I've been waiting decades for this. Come on, kid. Like the guy who wants his friend to build a garage band. You find two talented kids, they connect, and then they're a famous band. So yeah, yeah I just exactly. need that one friend. Yeah. yeah, I just need to revise the child labor laws so that, uh, <laughs> we could crank out a little bit more of this code. I love it. I love it. So my parents had four boys. So I'm the second oldest of four boys. And then they had a daughter later, uh, later on. But when it was just four boys and they homeschooled us as well for, for a lot of years, we lived overseas, but my dad used to say our names were any, Minnie, Miney, and Joe. And then people would say, what happened to Mo? And he'd say, there ain't going to be no Mo. And I would cringe and just, but now as a dad and have my own dad, Jacks, I'm like, I respect it. That's, that's not a bad one, dad. That oh, that's good. hilarious. Okay. Okay. Fine. Here we go. <laughs> oh, you got a dad joke for us? So what's the difference between a camera and a sock? I think, I don't know what. One takes photos. The other one takes five toes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I told I, I, our listeners are probably either about to uh, delete the episode or they're enjoying it. So I'll give you one more. But I, was, I went to a, a zoo a few weeks back and it was like the worst zoo I've ever been to. They had one animal, just one. It was a dog. It was a shit zoo. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, that's so bad. Um, that's hilarious. Uh, that's bad. 
All right. So meterfeeder.com, check it out. Jim, thank you so much. I, I and do you have a, a name for this product yet for the kind of the fleet management? Yes. It, yeah. Yeah. So we we uh started calling it pay by vehicle because you're paying using the vehicle. <laughs> yeah. No, I liked it. Pay by plate, pay by phone, pay by vehicle. There you go. All right. So I'm sure people will want to learn more about this pay by vehicle so they can check out the the website. People can reach out directly to me. Um, you know, my my email address, we try to keep it simple over here. It's jim at meterfeeder.com. Yeah. Reaching out to me personally or or hopping on our website to find out more information. And then of course, if you happen to randomly hear from me on LinkedIn, just uh reply to the message. <laughs> hey, I did, and it was a, a big benefit. So uh meterfeeder.com, Jim at meterfeeder, hit them up, ask about their pay by vehicle solution. You won't be disappointed. Jim, thank you so much. I appreciate it, man. And good luck uh, homeschooling the, those kids the rest of the week. Thank you very much. Look, glad, to, glad to chat. Right, glad. It was my, my pleasure. Thanks, Jim. See you. To our listeners, thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Parking Podcast. Please leave us a review and tell a friend about our show. It would mean a lot. This has been a production of Synchronicity Media, produced by me, Isaiah Mao. Our music and score is by Zona. Our show art and design is by the talented Allison Gilly. You can follow us on social media at The Parking Podcast, or you can find our website with bonus content at parkingcast.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. This episode is brought to you by Parker Technology, the customer experience solution of choice in the parking industry. Parker's solution puts a virtual ambassador in every lane to help parking guests pay and get on their way in under a minute. Parker helps capture revenue, provides better customer service, enables your staff to focus on other on-site tasks, and keeps traffic moving, all according to your business rules. With the Parker solution, you'll also enjoy access to real-time call data and recordings. Learn more at helpmeparker.com slash parking podcasts. Are you interested in your parking organization becoming APO, Accredited Parking Organization Certified through the International Parking and Mobility Institute? Or perhaps you're interested in one of your green garages becoming ParkSmart certified through USGBC? Well, the Parking Podcast is here to help. Our Parking Accreditations Consultants Network will ensure you are matched with the best site reviewer or green garage assessor available for a fraction of the price. Learn more at parkingcast.com consulting. And don't forget, remember, mark your calendars for IPMI's Mobility and Innovation Summit a new virtual event bringing together the brightest minds in parking and mobility this coming February. Get all the details and register at parking-mobility.org forward slash MIS.